23 initiatives have reportedly died in the December initiation season in the Eastern Cape. The Provincial Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs says deaths are happening in both legal and unlawful schools. We now speak to Department Spokesperson uh, Mamke Lingam. Good afternoon to you. Glenn, good afternoon to yourself and to your listeners. Good to have you on the show, sir. Thanks, my brother. Excellent. So please uh, confirm the exact number of initiates who have died since the beginning of the December initiation season. Yes, Glenn. As of the day before yesterday, mm. uh, we had 23 deaths. Mm. But uh, last night we had a, a 24th death yes. in Tanzania as a result of uh, the, the allegation that uh, the disease was hit by lightning. Oh. However, our officials are still gathering some uh, further details to that effect. So we've got 24 officially of boys who have died uh, thus far. But uh, these are unnecessary deaths, and we can, uh, we can emphasize that one as well. Mm. I mean, yes. do we know why some of these deaths or these lives have been lost? Besides the one that you mentioned, that, you know, someone could have been struck by lightning. Yes, preliminary at at, at uh, scratching the surface again, we 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 would gather information in relation to dehydration. Some mm. of them were complaining of dizziness. Mm. However, we are still waiting for postmortem results that will be that will be conducted by the Department of Health. Mm. But what we know uh, again is that uh, in uh, in many situations, some of these boys they undergo. Uh, the practice um, with uh, predetermined ailments, either they are diabetic, asthmatic, some of them have got HIV and AIDS. Mm. And uh, the third situation, Glenn, is that when they are in the bush, they are refused to take their, their medication. Mm. That is the kind of situation we are faced with. And uh, to that effect, uh, in our awareness campaign, we have been uh, continuously uh, imploring on parents to visit them up 24-7. Mm. To ensure that their kids uh, who have got um, uh, uh, predetermined uh, ailments are able to take that kind of medication. We're suspecting that uh, in some of those instances, it's as a result of them not taking their medication. And some of them, again, you must understand, uh, them themselves don't want to take that medication because once they take medication in the presence of others, they will be regarded as, a, you know, not real men, mm. to say. Mm. You see, and yet those kind of medication are not painkillers, as it were. So it's that's the kind of situation, again, that we're faced with. It's a very tough situation. We're under a cloud. And uh, even last um, winter season, we, left for, we lost 14 boys. And um, uh, some of them, uh, in the range of more than 10, uh, also had uh, some kind of uh, penal kind of uh, injury. So that's the kind of situation that we are faced with in the, in, in the province. And parents uh, squarely are to blame in this kind of situation. Mm. I mean, um, I, I mean, have the police been, you know, informed? Are they, in, are they investigating? Are they interrogating anyone? Yes, indeed, Glenn. Uh, throughout these years, uh, Glenn, you find a situation where, for instance, in instances where there have been uh, deaths of Abakweta, inquest dockets are opened by the mm. police. And uh, you find a situation where, for instance, where there are some kind of grant leads towards a towards an arrest. Because, for instance, a, 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 a caregiver, if I can use that word, a kangata, a, a, a bumeni, 
must be able to be taken accountable if mm. there's a death in his uh, kind of a case. Mm. You find a situation where police have got grant leads, uh, there's no cooperation from parents, and some of these cases, uh, they end up end up being withdrawn from the courts of law. So parents, as I was saying again, mm. us as government, we're doing everything in our power to ensure that there's awareness campaigns, we assist with monitoring, but in the bottom line, uh, the backstops of parents, families, community organizations, yeah. For instance, we expect uh, organizations, church organizations, youth organizations, your political organizations to be at the forefront of ensuring that uh, the safe passage of our children to men would unfortunately uh, we seem to be um, uh, running alone with uh, key stakeholders like the ONGOs and secretary partners. But uh, we are not always lost. We're not going to tire again. We'll continue to engage other key stakeholders to ensure that we preserve this age-old uh, custom. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we are not making any progress. I mean, I've been having interviews about this for the longest time. Every year we have this conversation. And, yeah. and I don't know, eh? I don't know. What's the way forward? What do we do to protect these young men? What can we do? You see, you see, Glenn, the, the issue is, is, is about, as I said, it's about parents, it's about families. It's about community-based organizations. For instance, again, I'm sitting in the office now. I've got other work to do. We cannot, as the monitoring teams, be in each and every corner of mm. the province. That's true. These kind of malpractices, again, are happening in our townships, mm. in our villages, in our locations. Members of our communities are aware as to who is illegal, who is not illegal. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And parents, in certain instances, are failing us. For instance, without taking much of your time, Glenn, we discovered that in one area in Beacon Bay, East London, more than uh, 20 boys were circumcised illegally. We called a meeting with parents, and we encouraged them to go and open cases with the local police station. Guess mm. what happened again? Only nine parents went there to open cases, and even those nine parents, they failed to identify the perpetrators. Mm. So that kind of um, initiative of, of trying to encourage them to open cases against perpetrators is dead in the water because they are not mentioning these perpetrators by name. Mm. What else can government as government do in these circumstances? Because us are trying to protect a uh, life and limb of these boys, but the parents are not assisting us. They are not coming to the party. But as I'm saying, and we're not going to tie up. We'll try and uh, find up some, some, find out some loopholes in terms of legislation. Perhaps at some point, uh, hit uh, the kind of responsibility legally on the shoulders of parents. Mm. And obviously, you can't take any action against the parents. You know, indeed, indeed, because the legislation is not saying anything to that effect. So mm. that's why I'm saying, uh, in terms of the legislation that is under review, perhaps uh, yes, yes. We, it's, it's a matter that we need to consider. Mm. But mm. it's going to be difficult, Grant, because of in course. certain instances we come across kids mm. who say their parents are not aware that they were there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So also, it's a very and another important thing, Glenn, is that. Uh, the boys who, who went to the bush in this in in, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, during winter season, you know that they are, they are the ones who are taking over these initiation schools in Amapuma. Really, parents awesome. have got no control. So you can say, Glenn, by extension, it's it, it's a manifestation of the social ills that are there, as well as the the, the challenges that we have in our communities. Parents are broken, uh, parents are fighting. It is a very complicated issue, Ken. And we need more hands. We need political organizations to come and assist us. We need uh, organizations um, that are led by traditional leaders. Such organizations must come to the fore. 
and begin to start their authority as far as the illegal practitioners are concerned. Well, it's about commercialization and the abuse of the rights of kids as far as these issues are concerned. Yo, it's a very tough one, Mam Kelly. Thank you so much Yo, for chatting to us. Thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Thanks, my brother. Thanks. Bye-bye. Great. There you go there. Uh, that's a spokesperson for the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, uh, Mam Kelly Ngam. I Looks like there's no hope here. Looks like, I mean, <laughs> the information that you're getting from the spokesperson is that it's like their hands are tied. Mm. They're helpless. There's nothing that they can do. And he's telling the truth. Government can't be, we, they can't be everywhere, like the air that we breathe. Mm-hmm. Parents need to play a role, you know. So, yeah. and, you know, he also says that if he, it were not for the, for the monitoring teams dispatched in and around the province, the situation could have been dire.